welcome to another episode of Monday Funday Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Qadri. If you could speak Arabic, Ahmed Al-Qadri. Guys, I have... Oh my god! Like it's been a long time coming. Like since I started this podcast, I was like, I need the first one. I need to get you on. I need to get you on. Yeah, asked me to be the first one, and then I couldn't. And then I worked so much that it took us like years. Yeah, it's been years because I started this podcast April of 2022, and then I stopped September of 2022. And then I, January of 2023, I was like, I'm going to uh, post like every, I'm going to get this back on if it's audio. And then fortunately I found this, I found Travis's studio Then I found this studio and bada bing, bada boom. Huh? Hey. And then Anne came into the picture. I like uh, how you go from Arabic to Italian so regularly. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> Have you noticed how often you do that? Like like mannerisms? Like, like you talk with your hands. Yeah. You'll be like, Ahmed loves bread. There's nothing more Italian than bread. <laughs> like I'm I love it. I'm I'm I so do I do like it. being Italian, you know. Italians and Arabs have yeah, very similar. We both love olive oil. Yeah. We love pizza. Uh, we love pots. We love heavy carb meals. That's and you know what I was gonna say. I'm gonna be pasta, honest with you. Yeah, they, I don't think either of you are special for that. I think all people. <laughs> I love think all cards. people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we're just very. You yeah. guys are special. Both both groups special very in their prideful. own way. Beautiful. Uh, short. Short. Temper. I'm not able to say any of this. So you could list the commonalities. You, and you I, could just. I'm neither Italian nor <laughs> Arabic, so I will just nod <laughs> and say you're correct. Uh, temper. Let's say. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we'll go very prideful people. But yeah, I'm Italian. A cuckoo de pizza. <laughs> they love that. They yeah, love yeah. that. Ask any Italian person. They think it's so funny. And uh, uh, the guy she's hooking up with, this guy named Mike, uh, she calls it, She calls him her husband something. I but, met Mike. <laughs> yeah, you met Mike too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Mike. Mike uh, oh, yeah. You Anne's got a husband? I'll also say hi to you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mike, uh, he what was I going to say he's Italian, too. Great. And he comes from like pretty crazy mob family history. Girl, we can't talk about this. I know. I know. We can't. Let's can skip we? right past <laughs> No, we definitely can't. Yeah. That's that's definitely. I don't know if I can say. I'm not saying. I didn't say names. That's true. Just I just Mike. said. I'm curious. How but listen, if you, you go get. into every Italian family, maybe they know have someone that knows about somebody. how I have no idea about my lineage at all. Have we ever discussed this. I think I assume that with all white people. Well, no, because I have no idea. My dad was adopted and my mom's parents are both deaf. So they got disowned by their families. So it only goes back one generation either direction for me to Max. So that's like all I know. So basically <sighs> I'm a Texan. That's as far as I can go. <laughs> Isn't that wild? So the lineage starts now. So... Well, yeah, <laughs> so you, and ends with me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Unless I mean, you do you plan on adopting, girl, or taking any kid, getting any kids. Okay, I mean, if we want to get real, real, it's deeply sad how difficult it is to get kids as a gay person. I think I'd make a pretty good dad. Yeah, you have to be rich. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Be rich, and I'm not rich. I'm an artist. Yeah, an artist ain't rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, I was gonna say back to when you were talking about your history of mm-hmm. your family. Remind me of history gossip. Oh my god, yeah. I was doing this little bit for a while. I, I like doing this. I like to. Anne's a big fan as well. I, I still have some I could do. The problem is just keeping consistency every day with a new fact was really tough. Yeah. Because I would want to research it and then I'd get so bogged down in research. Because if you know me, I'm very, mm-hmm. I have to be factually correct. Like I have to be. Of course. No, to it's be good well to be factually reasonably like thought through. So it was like I can do them, but I can do them like once a month in a way where I'm excited about it. Right. And then everything else I can do whenever. But you want to know what I've been researching? Okay, do you know what the orphan train is? No. There were trains of orphans between the 1880s and 1920s that they would take all these kids from the East Coast and board them onto trains and then travel around and give the kids away to families that were, like, moving out west, you know? Because, like, it was slowly developing western-wise. But it worked closer to, like, almost slave labor. Like, do you know the term up for adoption? It would come from, they would, like, travel with all of these children, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they would put the children on this big stage so that way everybody could come and like touch the children's teeth and make sure they were real and like like observe make the sure children and make sure they were in good condition for working. Um, so if the kid was under, I think it was 10, 
you had to treat them like your own child, but if they weren't, they were labor. You just had to pay them like nothing to work, like a little bit, but not much. And so that's where, they, so we get orphan trains for years. That's where Up for Adoption comes from. And then I just kept reading all these stories of the train orphans. And there were all these photos and it's just like all these sad looking kids yeah. in front of trains. But the crazy thing is not all their parents were dead. Sometimes it was just like, they were like, well, you go work. Or they're, and oh, they would just like, I thought they were the abducted. And sometimes they, it was kind of, yeah. and they would also sell the kids. So they would like make certain amounts of money off of it too sometimes. Cause like it was a little corrupt. So they had like welfare people. You only had three people to look out for 3000 children. And they were supposed to do a check-in every year. It's not physically possible. So there were just like, part of our history where we were just traveling around with orphans and giving them away to like slowly move the population out west there's also one crazy story where it was um a native american area and they accepted the white kids who were traveling as orphans right. and like put them into the to work for like the native american families the same yeah. way it was working for the white families yeah the white families got all up in arms and like went and attacked the native americans for like kidnapping the children when realistically <laughs> it was the same thing they were doing right anywho uh. that's what i was that's what I spent two nights ago reading for hours, like oh hours and hours God, and hours. It's horrible. Horrible, but fascinating. It, yeah, dude, that's how I felt when I, I got on a rabbit hole of watch, after watching Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Have you have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because I told you you needed to watch it. If you guys haven't seen it, to the Breadheads and Breadcrumbs, you got to see it. Killers that's of the, It's a bummer of a movie, but it was just, it really portrayed of the extent of what white people like or some of the white people were doing in Oklahoma just to steal the wealth from Native Americans. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah. And I liked how they shined uh, they shined um I'm gonna say they shined a light on Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go ahead. But yes, I'm glad they did that too. <laughs> yeah. It was so repetitive. I had a hard time watching it after a Killers of the point. Flower Moon? Yeah. It was just watching them do the same awful things to the same awful people and then the people who were the victims not realizing until the very end. And then they mm -hmm. had a chance to do something really cool, which was turn the camera on her whenever he was saying everything that he had been doing wrong. Yeah. But they just kept the camera on him. And I was like, how dare they? Like, let her be mad. Like, yeah. I want to see her righteous fury. And I actually moment. read, uh, I read on, I think, probably Wikipedia, because that's everything <laughs> I read on. That's where I do my research. Mm -hmm. But uh, they even said, like, throughout, uh, after she left him, obviously, she divorced him. Uh, she never, I think think did she remarry i'm not sure if she i don't think she remarried after but up until her death she never mentioned it she never wanted to talk about that whole situation i can't blame her yeah heart-wrenching yeah it's horrible killed you know her own husband killed the sisters uh brother brother-in-law all that stuff it's fucking oh i think we just spoiled the movie <laughs> If you haven't seen it yet, you've had time. And also, it's three hours it's, long. Yeah. And also, Google. Like, you're fine. And also, yeah. And and if we spoil history for you. I once, like, I posted uh, on on Instagram thread or whatever. I posted, uh, guy, I've never seen the, movie, the show The Crown. But all I know is, like, they just aired the episode when Princess Diana yeah. died, whatever. So I, I, oh, I saw I that tweet went viral, <laughs> yeah. and I was yeah. like, "That's really funny." I tweeted, uh, "Oh my god, I was watching the crowd? They just killed off Diana just like that. This is bad writing. What kind of <laughs> bullshit show is this?" Some people got the joke, and then there were people like, "Comedian, yeah, right," and they're like getting mad at me. I was like, get, "How are you mad?" <laughs> I've told you. Well, we've talked about this. Some of the messages you get whenever you have anything go even a little viral are like wild. Yeah, there was like one of the first messages I ever got was, "I hope they put you and the rest of the gays on an island, give you weapons, and have you fight each other to the death." And I was like, "That wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, yeah. You give us an island, <laughs> yeah. we're fucking." <laughs> I was just, gonna, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I, was I was like, like oh, "It would be a utopia." Well, would be, for the gays, not for be, the. Street. It would be a amazing <laughs> like that's the bachelor is just who's who's sleeping with who this week no one's in their feelings wow because we're just not like if there that. was a gay bachelor it would just be all of just who's yeah. the bachelor again? no gay bachelor would be so funny i think i the reason i'd love it is because you would try and make it to where it's like one person who everybody's trying to get with and then the pendulum would wildly swing to the one who nobody thinks is conventionally attractive just because he, like, smells different or something. Like, it's so weird. Like, if you've ever been in gay spaces where there are no straight people around, which I'm you haven't. No, because you inherently would ruin it. Yeah. No offense. Like, celebrate. None taken. The ruining. Um, it's so strange. It feels like you're in 
like the 1980s in a jungle or something because it's like always industrial lighting anytime it's happening and i'm like why can we not get some whatever yeah but it's like industrial lighting pulsating music everybody's sort of on the hunt they'll get close everybody like touches each other like i once watched people consensually just like feel each other's dicks and i was like it, then they moved on it was like a handshake that's wild when i tell you i'm uncomfortable sometimes <laughs> yeah. i was just gonna say just hearing that i'd be like okay i'm glad i ruined the vibe <laughs> no i would never want you to see that yeah, yeah i wish i hadn't seen some of it but also good for them uh two things to uh, to piggyback one uh akeem woods a yeah. gay comic he uh him and uh zach noe towers mm -hmm. they just did a gay cruise yeah. Yeah, and they were they were hired as comedians to perform. And then um Akeem, I uh, just finished it and then we had a show and I was like, How was the gay cruise? He goes, Girl, if a straight man walked in that gay cruise, he would either be gay or Republican. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I could oh hundred percent. I was like, yeah. that describes the whole thing. I was and the funniest part, I was, I just wanna know how were the gigs? Like were people laughing or were people like enjoying it? And he was like, Yeah, but they were mainly just you fucked know up. What's wild about gay audiences? I had a good conversation with someone about this the other yeah. day. Um, I'll have I'll have stuff go so well with straight people. And it's not even like, I'm not, I don't mention being gay every time, all the time on stage either, because I just got other things to talk about, whatever. Yeah. But like, it's fine if you do. Um, but they are the most like, they will think about how they would tell the joke you're telling the whole time. They're analyzing you. And it's uncomfortable. I mean, and they can love it, but I don't prefer those shows. They think they can, some of them, because uh, I feel that way with uh, like brown audiences sometimes. Sure. So they think they could do a better job than you. Yeah, well, even if they don't, they, like, the whole time it's, like, they're checking things. And you're, like, okay, well, just well, have fun, Well, maybe. I feel like, yeah, uh, I mean, I feel the same way. Sometimes I'll perform in front of, you know, a not a white crowd or, a not, like, a non-Muslim crowd. They're enjoying the comedy, all that stuff. And then I do the same joke. They're still enjoying it, yeah. but sometimes you'll have that one. It's usually a guy. It's usually another Arab it's guy that's, guy. like, well, yeah, like, I'm literally his demographic, you know, so it's either, uh, I always say this, my best fans are Yemeni men. My worst fans or biggest haters are Yemeni men. It's mm -hmm. always been that way. It's because they're, they're literally like, I could be, and I could, I told, I get it, you know? Sure. Speaking of comments, we were saying messages and stuff. Uh, so like I was doing a really good job of ignoring messages for a long time. Even sure. the people who listen to the podcast regularly, like in the beginning, I used to every episode I talked about negative comments. Yeah, and I haven't because well, I've I been try just not working to on overall. It, yeah. yeah, but uh, I will admit today, I it like I was just like on break from Groundlings, and then I was just eat, you know just snacking, and then I turned on, I looked at notifications. All of a sudden, just two negative comments pop up, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, and I just started rattling off negative comments, like just comebacks at yeah. each one of them, and then one the girl her mentions were off, so it sent us a message. Yeah, so I. <laughs> So then, like, you look like a bully. <laughs> no, right, right. Yeah. So then I had to double down. So I just, like, like, or the, hear me out. There is an unsent feature on Instagram, Ahmed. I, I just doubled down. Fuck it. <laughs> they read the message and they were like, blah, 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 blah. And then I just, I just went meaner. I mean, honestly, at this point, I just, after like responding to all those. You shitty to, comments you gotta and purge yes you do I, have to purge once in a while right i got it out and now i'm like ah okay i'm going i'm good i find that it brings out you know road rage and negative comments are the only two times when i'm just an absolute bitch like i can't help it yeah when it's road rage if you cut me off i will curse your mother in a way i'm not proud of and if you say something mean about me I will what, point okay, out how well, you look, and i don't like to do let's that let's exchange what is the big like what is the crazy road rage incident you've had no, I had a guy hit my car on the freeway. God damn. Yeah. Okay, I've had that. Except. And then knock me off the road. And then he stopped, looked back, and then drove off really fast. And I chased him down. And then, like, part of the way, because I'm chasing him down at nighttime. I'm following him. I'm going crazy fast. And I don't ever do that. Like, I don't drive fast. Yeah. I'm notoriously a grandmother. You're a safe driver. But I was driving so fast behind him that he eventually, like... Oh my God. He eventually finally got away. But the reason was because I was like, Oh my God, wait, what do I do if I reach him? I'm not going to hit his car. 
am I just showing him that I'm following him? And then if he sees me, it's this. Like, I look like the bad kid in middle school. Like, what am I going to do? Bully you? I'll be like, oh, you look so ridiculous. You and your fat face. Like, what am I going to say? You don't even look like the bad kid. You look like the hall monitor. <laughs> Not with the mullet. The mullet's changed the vibe a little, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me see the camera. Oh. Turn. oh, it's looking good. Right? Oh, I like, I like it. it. I like it a lot. It's a vibe shift. Oh, look at my haircut. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you like the fade? I do. Wait, what do you call yours? I don't know. Just no, give a name. Uh we're naming our haircuts. Um the 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 wannabe soccer player. No, don't make fun of it. Okay. Oh, but if we are making fun of it, my video when I did was Billy Ray Papyrus. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That one's good. Uh um, I don't know. I feel like the can't really can't really say a good th i don't know the it's very curly i love it it looks really good i'll figure it out but um i can't really think of one on the top of my head but yeah no my my best bike road rage that i've had because i had one of those was this guy pulled over to like spook me on the have you ever had that when you're biking cars are just assholes for no reason they always beep yeah, like when, beep, we're, when we're biking, one guy beeped and then pulled over and I had to slam on my brakes and then he started saying something and I just threw a water bottle, like a plastic one into his window. And I was like, oh shit, what have I done? Just biked real and fast. Drove off. Off. Yeah. What else was I going to do? <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I mean, but he deserved it. If he was he talking did. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one time, like, uh, I was giving a tour and I told him, I even said in the tour, like, Hey, um, uh what was i gonna say like hey we could we're not gonna stop every stop sign so we're gonna roll them but there's usually most of the time no cars and one guy we roll them the guy's like you're supposed to stop at the stop sign and i go okay princess yeah and then he and then he just drove off like well, like, like what are they all... gonna do if they hit you with a car they kill you yeah and honestly that's all i want so <laughs> right, go, right right go for it yeah for real oh no stop which <laughs> please please do roll on all right, let me just fix this. Why is it? Why is it? Okay. It kept drooping down for some odd reason. I just wanted to make sure they could hear me. Can y'all hear me right? Can you hear him right? <laughs> no, yeah. really, can you hear him? Answer. They're going to send an email after. Can, I haven't can you gotten, hear him? By the way, guys, pause. If you guys want to send any questions or anything to the podcast, send it over to mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. Do you want to play a game? Yes. Before, yeah, 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 go. No, wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to go to the segment of what's your pe favorite piece Let's of do advice it. and stuff. Do it, do it, do it. And then we can do the game? Yeah. I have it. Okay, mark it. It's marked. Uh, Ryan, what's a good piece of advice you were given? Who told it to you? Where were you in your life when you were given that piece of advice? I know I texted you this. No. <laughs> God damn. What are, okay, give me, feel give like me all three person. questions right now so that we can. Okay, what's a good piece of advice you were given? Okay, just start with that. I've got, I mean, honestly, is it, I mean, I'm going to say my therapist gave me really good advice once. Mm -hmm. I don't have one anymore because I'm not healthy but poor. Um, but <laughs> you're not but, healthy, you're but I am poor, so I can't afford it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's okay. No, I'm I'm kidding. I get um new health insurance next month, so it's gonna be nice. I have um, medical. My my therapist takes medical, so girl, let so me if know. You wanna, if you we'll want to talk about each other to the same therapist, <laughs> but then like make up lies, so he thinks that we're living two double lives. Would that be so fun? I would love yeah, to be like, good. oh, you're not gonna believe what my friend Ahmed did. He punched this girl in the face, <laughs> like cold blood and like, then and then i go to that same person i was like dude gosh you won't believe it ryan he he started a gofundme for this ki disabled kid and it took all the money for himself yeah and i'm gonna be like you're not gonna believe what ahmed did ahmed literally was a disabled kid and i took all of his money <laughs> <laughs> and the therapist was like i always knew ahmed was disabled yeah, like wait like, what? what yeah no uh i got really good advice from a therapist once and it was basically just that like it was more about i'm trying to think of how to say it in, in exact terms so I'm, i apologize for like blah, blah, blah. no worries he at he was basically telling me just that like there's always a new start every day. So no matter where you're at, 
you have to think of it in like incremental steps. So what he suggested I did was think about like where I want my life to be in five years in several different categories. Mm -hmm. So it was like, where do you want to be at with your love life? Where do you want to be at with your friends? Where do you want to be at where you're living? Where do you want to be at in your career? And where do you want to be at with your fitness? Those were the ones. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, so narrow it down and, and take the five years out of it. Let's just take it like, where do you want to be in one year that gets you there? Where do you want to be in three months that gets you there? And then where do you want to be tomorrow that gets you there? in all five categories so now pretty regularly like once a year i assess my goals i don't do it on new year's and then i um, look at where i want to be in five years i compare it to where i've been and i look at what step i could take today and tomorrow that would make it to where that's a possibility mm -hmm. not that i achieve everything but right. like if i look back a year ago i've lost a lot of weight i started biking i have been on dates with new people i've yeah. You know, I you've made come a special. A, I like. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah, yeah. You've come a long way. Yeah. I actually uh, remember how. Uh, it, first off, happy birthday! Thank you. Have I seen you? No. Yeah. But I was in Minneapolis and I was trying to look for a photo to post for your birthday, and I almost, almost shared this one. Wait. But I was like, this one is too intimate, or I, I like. I like this photo too much to not share it publicly to all these followers. But I will share it on the podcast because it's. It is funny and it's still good. I'm uh, so thankful for your friendship too. I just hope I say that enough because I always you do, love you seeing do. you. You do, you know. You remind me that I'm a good person, and I like I appreciate that because sometimes I, would go I don't that far. I'm <laughs> kidding. Of course you are. <laughs> no, no. Like I, I tend to get in my own head a lot, especially with today. With like you know, it's so funny because I. I've been posting again and yeah, what comes with posting is like all this attention that you get and you're like, oh yeah, people are fucking annoying. They, they judge you. They call you all these mean things. They mm -hmm. say shitty things to you and you're like, you're like, damn, they just judge you for who you are or just, I don't know. It's just Not like even just, who you are. It's like an immediate look thing. Also, I, like, think, I think people go on the internet to purge. That was advice I got recently. Um, oh, that makes sense. But yeah. So, like who, who was it? Oh, just a coworker. Cause he has like a viral, um, film TikTok thing. Mm -hmm. Were you familiar with the Sydney Sweeney lying about being a tour guide situation? Wait, what? She lied about that. I know she had another scandal of okay. her cheating on her, like her and Glenn Powell so were cheating I, on their co-stars. I'm not allowed to talk about my work, but I, if I, I, if I, I did, sorry, there was that. This one's way dumber. This okay. is like a not important one. Sydney Sweeney, God lover, has been on multiple interviews claiming that she was a tour guide at the world famous Universal Studio Tour. Mm -hmm. If I ever happened to work there or currently did, <laughs> I would maybe tell you that the classes are very small and intimate size, about 20 people per class. And we have people that have worked there the entire time that she claims to have worked there. We had the trainers. We also are literally a history archive. Yeah. So there is <laughs> no record of her ever having either applied or gotten the tour guide position in any capacity. But she lied about it on Hot Ones, the Kelly Clarkson show, and then like one other. And every time uh, they'll like ask her a little bit more about it. And she's so cagey. And so, I mean, I don't care, but all the tour guides have been freaking out about it because they're like, she, she did not work with us. She did not. No. I don't like I don't really care that much because yeah. it's like not that big of a like, deal who it's like who cares but also what a strange lie why would you lie about that exactly so the Hollywood Reporter just dropped something saying their reporting determined that she did in fact work there but here's the thing the archives that we all can look through it's not true it's not true so finally someone reached out and I'm not I'm not gonna blow up their spot because they're not supposed to talk about Universal yeah. and I don't work there surely yeah. I never worked there right <laughs> Yeah, but if I did, I would tell you that someone reached out to the entire employment division, and it turns out she was just walking the characters around for about two months. She was not a tour guide. Why lie? <laughs> she just walked. It was like a sob story. It was like she lost her vacation home. Was came out in the story, and then her parents were working really hard for her, so she wanted to like look like she was like struggling. And it sounds more like a struggle if you're walking around. SpongeBob that if you're like giving a studio tour anyway, but I feel like it was like some kind of like I want to look cooler than like someone who's trying around. to Ugh, dude, nothing bothers Isn't that me so more crazy nothing bothers me more when like nepotism kicks in she doesn't know what struggle is so her version of struggle is I was a tour guide that's and I want to be she, so clear I've never worked there, but if I did Yeah, he's never worked at Universal Studios. I'm not speaking on behalf of the company in any way. Yeah, yeah, that's Sydney. It's just, she's fine. Like, why do you have to, 
like oh my god when when celebrities try to act like that that they're 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 just like you well and then they're just like the common there's people there's another another article coming out about it tomorrow this is the dumbest thing and i hate that like i have no skin in the game beyond just being like like this is a job that if i had it would just pay my bills and i just go and i do it and i love people <laughs> that's it that's as much i care that much right why? <laughs> like, I'm not telling well, people because, I worked there. Because think about it. Like, she, she, I wish I had Google, I had Channing in the back ready, but, uh, like, she comes from a rich family, right? Well, they lost their vacation homes. I don't know how rich they are anymore. Oh, Do you no. hear me being sarcastic with that? It's fine. And, like, no shame to Sydney. Like, some people just have money and they don't understand. And I, I'm going to assume this is just one of those moments where it's, like, little rich girl trying to look cool, but still, like, she struggled. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But man, the way they're up in yeah, arms in that break room, if I happen to be there. <laughs> whack. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like how, how like fed up they are. Well, I get it. Well, I read it and I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, it's just, I, I could see why they're angry though. It's kind of sure. like when you first moved to LA and you're struggling, you're working like multiple jobs, you're just trying to pay rent because the city's expensive, sure. and then you're just trying to like get your head up in the game. Well, and like, then you meet another person, which I don't want to say names, but we've met them where their parents pay for everything. Yeah. And they're like, their struggle is is like, they don't know. Well, I think the other thing is the the tour department, whoever happens to be employed by them are all like artsy people. And so they're all pursuing these things. So to have like a success story would be a big deal. But for that success story to be fake is also shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and no, it's just so funny because also another Sydney Sweeney struggle was, yeah, in high school, people used to comment how big my tits were. And everyone, it's like, bro, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Wait, they did that to me too, but it was actually me. <laughs> <laughs> like she was complaining that people gave her shit for having big tits. That's oh like God. Like uh, like it's, it's fine. just like oh I was the hot girl. Why in do high I school still like her? Like why is it that I'm still like totally a stare? She's a good actress. She's great. <laughs> She's great. Very talented. I have no issue with any of this. Anyways, this is the picture so I was sorry. thinking about posting on my story. Oh my God, it's me crying. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a key? lot. But I'm I'm glad you have it. Look at that. It's him crying. Am I in this jacket? No, I'm in a different shirt. This was this was right after you finished uh, the 20 minutes. I was so happy with how that went. Yeah, you, you crushed know, it. That's something I learned for myself. If I could just give advice to people, which is um, sometimes like I feel like I got more out of learning how to shoot that special with the team that included Ken and Cheyenne. Shout out! But I learned more from putting together a special that nobody saw about what makes me funny and what specific voice I have than I did from four years in college. Like that was the most education I think I've ever received in my life was how to commit to a project like that and bring it fully through to fruition. And I am so proud of the fact and you that did a really done. good job. And you know what? No one's seen it. I'm okay with it. How many views on YouTube? Like 600. That's still good. Oh, I'm I, anyone who sees it likes it. Hey guys, Breadheads and breadcrumbs. When you get a chance, uh, subscribe to Ryan's YouTube. What is it? It's actually on the pr production companies, um, but it's in my it's in the link in my Insta bio. Wait, why won't you post it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. It's a, the production company's YouTube. Oh, okay. What's it so called? There's. Ryan Dutra Opten. Pictures. Ryan Opton, lowercase i. It's really hard to find. It's easiest to find, which is really the issue. <laughs> I should rename it, and I should also repost it. But all of this, just repost it. Every literally every time you get an influx of followers, just repost on your story. Hey, right. I have this. You're right. Just always do that. Like I, I repost this on my story every week or every other week. I repost this. Look. Did I answer the question okay? Yeah. Oh. I always say like, hey, I want to, like, this could yeah. be you. I want to give you a hug. Like, like where can like, you go? Yeah. Just hit this link so I could get your email. I still think I want to take you to all the gay cities that I could get us shows at and have have it be you and me. Gay all cities? Gay cities. There's several. So like Atlanta. Providence, Rhode Island. Providence, Rhode Island is a gay city? Yeah, sis. Okay. Gay, gay, gay. I want it like Fire Island. I think it would just be really funny. Fire Island. Us as a double billing would be funny because I'm not a hot gay, but I'm a fun gay. <laughs> I have a lot of gay fans. And they see me as a fans. they see me as a beacon of hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Ryan and Ahmed series really got a lot of gays on our side. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Y'all are sweet little straight boys. Yeah. And if you ever question it, I can confirm he is straight. However, he also has let me send photos of his butt to my gay friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. That made it I'm seem not like a butt guy. that made I'm it seem butts. Hold on, hold on. That made it seem like it's more dirtier than it is. It's literally, it's literally like okay. We, they have two of his friends. They're like one Certainly time. I straight boys love attention, and Ahmed <laughs> loves attention. I came over, and then after I left, they're like, "Oh, Ahmed has a big butt." So I was like, when we were doing that tour, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna bend down, tie my shoes." <laughs> it's fine. It was so funny. I was you dying. sent it to you them, and then people in descent. <laughs> Hey, it made me, it was so funny. They were like, great butt, great butt, good job. <laughs> I was Now dying. they think it's my actual butt. No, no, it's just, it's like through clothes. But, but, it was funny. But, but, but. 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 Oh, no, that was hilarious. That's right. No, no. one time, actually, uh, it was on, it was actually on my story. Mikhail and I, we were working out and I was like bending down to do a deadlift. And then he like literally put that on the so you just see me like getting ready to do the deadlift and then like, if you've never seen it i'm at i mean i am not in the habit of giving straight boys any compliments so i just don't but he does have a nice ass i didn't tell him you know who also said that uh andy cohen when i was on the show love connection really mm -hmm. he's not in the process of giving straight men compliments he said that no he just said wow i met like there was a picture he goes you have really nice cans <laughs> he said on live tv not live TV on TV. That's amazing. Yeah, Andy Cohen is wild. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, in between breaks, we were talking about edibles and weed and stuff. Hell yeah, yeah, and milligrams and shit like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no, he's a cool guy. He was yeah. cool. Um, by the way, no one. By the way, I think this is the first time on the podcast I talked about Love Connection, but I don't think you could find that episode anywhere. I think it may be on YouTube. Maybe. I feel like there's everything is somewhere. Yeah. There's an entire Reddit devoted to finding lost media. If you really want it, mm -hmm. we could like set the wolves on it pretty easy. It's called our lost media. And they would find it for you. Our lost media. Our slash lost, lost media, media. On, re on Reddit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should check that out. Yeah. No, because there's a lot of random like commercials that's just stuck in my head that I want to replay. Yeah. No, that's what they do. Is there like a jingle that's stuck in your head and that's. That's still that that you could just write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, between the stress and the worry of every day, you need a little something to take the pain away. Rub me the right way. Now is how to make you feel great. Boom, boom. That was there was a local massage place in Lubbock, Texas, that played that all the time, and it sounds so dirty, but it's. <laughs> you want to know what's what's yeah. there was two there was one it would just say head on apply directly to the forehead head on apply directly to that was the whole commercial and then there's another one it was like when you need insurance when you need insurance depot 730 d-e-p-o insurance that Dallas, call it? the depot yeah 730 d-e-p-o call us at the depot da -da -da -da. insurance depot i spent the summer with my i spent I the rat. summer with my grandparents and my grandma, who's deaf, wouldn't know how loud the radio was. And then she would also get mad at you if you asked her to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> so it was blaring. And I have a distinct memory of that playing so loud. And me just being like, please, can we turn it down? And yeah. her being like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop touching This her. is my TV time. Well, no, because she couldn't hear. So she had no clue. <laughs> she like She's been deaf since birth. And it was just really loud. But she also was like really particular. She's still alive. I'm saying she was. She's still really particular. <laughs> oh, did, wasn't there uh what was I going to say? That's the same uh, grandma where y'all were in church. And oh, she, this is so funny. Wait, fart. I'll tell this from the beginning. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So This is yes. one of my favorite I, jokes. So I grew up in <laughs> Texas, and I would visit my grandparents from time to time. And they would go to deaf church a lot. And the thing is that deaf people don't often realize the level of noise that they are creating. And that is, it's just interesting. And I, I was around deaf people a fair amount. Like I, uh, at that point, uh, it's been years and years since I've really been around them. But church, deaf church was the loudest thing in the world. <laughs> and it was hard not to laugh sometimes <laughs> because the person that they had doing the translating um, also was like part deaf. So it was kind of unclear what they were saying. And... And like, I was like eight and bad. Like I was a bad kid. What can I say? And 
it was just they they were like kind of mischievous mischievous for sure yeah um but they would like sign the music and then this person who really couldn't hear that well would be singing it off key to some degree <laughs> and you would just be following along and just trying to like be respectful of the moment because you were threatened by your mother and then halfway through this beautiful song of course and they were singing it with their hearts and i approve of them singing it i sound so ableist i'm so sorry but this is just like really what the reality was you would hear like off key singing you're holding it in and then your grandma rips a fart so loud (laughs) you finally lose it and then she says you are bad you are a shit be quiet (laughs) and i told her i told her i told her farts make noise and she said shut up (laughs) And then I just had to go through the rest of the service, like, of course. Because she thought... She thought I was being disrespectful or, like, laughing at them for... I don't know. It's really tough because, like, I have so much empathy for... Oh, no. I thought she thought, like, she smelt the fart and no. thought it was you that farted. No. She knew she farted. <laughs> she thought I was being mean. My favorite is, like, the few times I've been to church, it's like wooden. It's like a wooden sure, chair. It is. So it's like a really loud It was loud. Echo. Well, theirs were metal. Oh, just even better. It was so loud. And, like... <gasps> I was one of three hearing people and everybody turned to look at her. So I was not the only one. Yeah. They just don't know. Like they don't know. (laughs) Such a good story. It's crazy. I just feel like I sound like a bad person telling it, but also it was just the reality. Yeah. My ex told me once that that joke was so offensive. Not the joke, but the story. He was like, that's so offensive. You should never tell anyone that. And I was like, have you ever been around deaf people? Is it the ex? Yeah, of course. Oh, dude. Who cares? Yeah, he's... (laughs) I was going to say he's... That's why I didn't tell it before for forever. Like again, like he he made me feel so bad about it. I just stopped talking about it. No, that's a great story. You got to bring that joke back. Yeah, and I think I know better where the line is and where to direct it. The joke has Mm -hmm. to be on me the whole time, because like there I'm in their space, you know. Yeah, I think that's something I've learned more and more is like doing comedy over time. Do you feel the same way? Like you learn where you have to come from with the joke. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because like I'm, I have to be the villain in that situation for that to be funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to find like a good, I try to have a healthy balance of like, I'm just making jokes here. Sure. And, and I try to make it seem like I'm like, like, uh, the, there was a story about the parking lot situation where I was super upset Yeah, over this lady who like promised me a parking spot and then all of a sudden turns around and calls me a creep. Like yeah. it was just like, just, just a crazy woman, sure. you know? And then in the beginning when I was still working on the joke, I, at one point I was just like, she was fucking ugly. Like, why would I even creep? Yeah, Yeah, I was calling her ugly. And then, like, even though people were laughing, there were, I could tell there were a few people that were like, uh, that's just, it It just affects the tension. It's still, it's still like, it doesn't make me look good that I'm like, like, I'm better than that. You know what I mean? Totally. So I just switched the joke up of like, of like, uh, you know, what did she look like? And I was like, she looked like she had a parking spot. People can't help their looks for sure. But I will Uh, say, (laughs) okay fair enough she she could definitely let's just say uh i don't know but here's the thing it's like when you're it really is beauty is really on the inside it is because because her being a huge see you next tuesday and then and all of a sudden like now i see now i see what was her issue physically let's just say that well i would say the thing i i find to be so wild especially with that story with like the deaf parent (laughs) You know what? We can talk as much as we want about my deaf grandparents. Um, they're yeah. one of them's dead, and the other one won't hear this, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were both like really mean always. Yeah. So for me, it was never like I'm not making fun of them for not hearing. I would make fun of them for being mean people. Yeah. And then when something bad would happen, you'd kind of be like, "Meh." Right. But g- giving people that backstory every time, you can't do that. I mean, you can do it in a in a way where like people because you can relate to people who uh, was I going to say who do deal with disabled people. And then, you know, because they're still people, of course, people are people. So, yeah, you can meet a disabled person who's really mean and you can meet disabled who's really nice. That's the thing. I feel like it's so infantilizing to like not make jokes about my grandparents because like they were. They were really nasty people for yeah. like large portions of their life. Yeah. And it's, and like, I understand that life was hard for them, but still like, it, 
it, it's a degree of like they they would approach people with incredible negativity. I once watched my grandma steal a handful of candy at a store. And then someone went up to like confront her about it. And she says, sorry, I can't hear. But she said it with like sign language. And I have to be like, she can't hear you. And he was saying, she can't take that. And I was like, I can't really sign to her because I couldn't. And so I ended up in the middle of this like insane exchange where she just stole a bunch of candy directly in front of the worker. And then I was like, I don't know why she did that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, like that kind of thing would happen all the time. And it's like, how do you even talk about that in a way where you're not sounding like a jerk? But like, that's a she knew what she was doing. She's smart. Like she was. She, not so much uh, manipulative yeah yeah that makes sense yeah she also would we'd go to the sam's club and we would each go get samples for the family and she would have a scoop up like three samples at sam's and then that was our lunch for the day and it was so wild <laughs> why am i just now hearing these stories i kind of bury it all <laughs> <laughs> like I've, i want to hear I'm more from the about south them. too so yeah, it was like a lot it, of like yeah. very polite people all the time whenever this would occur so it's just like politeness keeping anything from actually getting done <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah oh my god why would she do th- um no. just because you're deaf doesn't mean you could steal like, yeah yeah what well, do you think she was probably angry at the world or angry, just bitter, like I'm. Deaf. I hate to like, and, speak and she to is, that. And well, here's I the would thing. never speak to that. I would say she was depression era at a certain point. Depression era baby, like like she kind of had that. Like she grew up really poor. Yeah. So sometimes she would like be very protective of things and like very protective of money. And I was um, gonna say maybe the town that she, around like Lubbock is not the most. Well, she's from Dallas. Well, that explains everything. Yeah. Dallas, Texas. That's where you're from. That explains everything. I know. You know what? I rest my case. No, I, she, I, she's not like a bad, I mean, she's comp, she's a complicated person. Like I, I, my relationship with them is not very close, but like I have some wild stories from growing up around them. You so know what I mean? funny as hell. Oh, I and know. You have to talk about it on stage. Yeah. there, But it's personal to you. It is. You know, that's why I think it's not. That's bad. why, like, when when I get comments of like, "Why do you make jokes about Islam?" Because I'm Muslim, I can. Yeah, why can't I? And then one time, I actually got uh, one time this person like uh, I got uh, it was like a comment or a DM, one of those, and it was like, "Fuck you, you make jokes about Islam," and I go, "I also make jokes about race, black people, gay people, trans people. Uh, I make jokes of working out. Uh, was it what else? I make fun of myself. Yeah, make fun of everything. So, pick your poison, buddy." Yeah, and then he was just like, "LOL, okay, that was funny." It's like, yeah, where, where, where are you going with this? Where it's like, these people are like, "You can't Either- joke about Islam," but I can make jokes about everybody else except you no it's that's ridiculous you can make jokes about everybody you can i think you can make jokes as long as you have an attachment to the thing well like that's low-key why i think you telling gay jokes works is because you actually have gay friends like you understand our community a little bit and and also like i i mean i don't i don't want to hide behind this thing of like oh i get called like when when com- newer comics you'd be like hey i i'm gonna i get called you say the F word. Oh, faggot. Yeah. You want to be this. I, wait, let's do this. Sc- wait, keep doing it for a second. Yeah, yeah. So, so at every point you could say yeah, it. Yeah. So it's like you have these newer comics who go, oh, I get called faggot the whole time. So I'm allowed to say faggot on stage. And that's ridiculous. You know, that is funny. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually want to do something similar because uh, I have this joke that I want to work on. So in, Ar- in Arabic, there's this word called uh, maniac and maniac means faggot. Uh, yeah, this and, is so fun. <laughs> yeah, and me and uh, okay, let's we're probably gonna clip this up. So let's let's <coughs> let's take it from the top. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. So in college, uh, me uh, and co- oh, sorry, now and cut all this rehearsing part out. No, we're good. Okay. So in college, my friends and I we were signing up for an intramural soccer team, and we're all Arab friends. We used to call each other maniacs, which means faggot. And. <laughs> So we decided to to call our team the Manayaks for real soccer teams. So in translation, we were called the Faggots. And and because it was in Dallas, Texas, well, it was UTD in particular. We were called real soccer team, and uh, they uh, they pronounced it the Maniacs. <laughs> so they all thought we were called the Maniacs, but we were really called the Faggots. <laughs> So we were all like, one, two, three, maniacs. Like, we, <laughs> but 
but everyone thought we were called the Maniacs. But I'm trying to figure out the. I can't really say Faggot. on stage, so it's really hard to say. <laughs> so it's really hard to like do the joke. So. <laughs> I might have to like every time I go on stage, I might have to like pull a gay guy on stage and then do the same thing. Bang it. Yeah, you pointed at me again. Honestly, call me. <laughs> yeah, I'll literally if just I call, answer. You, call you on the phone. I'm like, hey, God, I need my friend for this joke. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love I, I like it's just wild it's wild I've how has our entire thing been about what we're allowed to talk about on stage versus not it's so funny how we end up I mean I won't say I won't say the certain words sure like actually last Friday uh this um uh Jasmine W hilarious comic yeah uh she's a black woman and she she's was great. talking about she at one point she was talking about uh the, well, one of the jokes she was talking about was I ain't messing with no broke mm -hmm. n-word right and um, which is perfect because my opener is about being poor. And then uh, and I was like, yeah, as Jasmine says, she doesn't mess with no broke naysayer. And everyone just like let yeah. loose because like they knew that I wasn't going to say it. So I just found like a loophole to of say course. it or whatever. Well, to reference. Yeah, yeah. I think like faggots and, and the N-word are like the two main ones. I, I still say retarded sometimes, but Ooh, watch that. I know, I know, but that's like the one word where I'm like, <sighs> yeah, you can't take it away from me. Wow, <laughs> that's the whole. That's <laughs> the hole you're gonna die in. <laughs> the hill, the hill. You no, said the hole because you're digging a hole when you oh, say yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. You're not yeah. on a hill. What are you climbing by saying that's it? It's true. not putting that's you in true. anywhere helpful. But it's like I grew up in that. Like uh, I'm a '90s baby. Right. Well, you're a nineties kid too. This is a horrible argument. I'm still digging the hole. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna stop saying it. There we go. I'm just gonna stop saying it. Ladies and gentlemen, Look, I will stop saying I it. I by no means am perfect. And I have said it before. And I regret. Because I now I catch myself saying it when I'm mad, but I it's never about and I'm saying the same argument everybody else is saying. When I think of well, that word, I think of something just dumb. I yeah. I feel like I feel like we gotta we gotta make words sound stronger that don't have that connotation, but I don't know what it could be. But we're just changing. Imbecile sounds imbecile. Like you're like a little I fire jacket. No, because before our word, it was uh, it was uh, imbecile, right? So I say I go back another generation, say nincompoop. Nincompoop is good. so I'd be like, oh my god, it was such a nincompoop move. I also like dumbass because it actually. I does say sound dumbass mean. all the time. I called someone a dumbass this morning. I did too. Yeah, it was on the. It was one of the messages. <laughs> Nice. hate messaging yeah and uh, i felt great oh my god i was able to let my anger out it was good gorge <laughs> but yeah it was one of those people who were like jokes about islam oh my dude i make jokes about everything yeah you know i feel like i do and i don't like i my best jokes are when i get real philosophical about things because that's just my way mm -hmm. well lately i've been making jokes about I don't know. I, I think about any, any situation I can. I'm we gotta right get your questions in, by the way. What's the so it's advice who gave it to me? I answered that one. What uh, I, I, who do? told it to you and where were you in your life when you were given that oh, piece of advice? And that you was already like answered three years that. ago. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. It was you already got that down. Good. Yeah. Um what was I gonna say? Do I have a piece of advice to share? I really don't. Kinda don't. I guess uh, he's like, I shouldn't be sharing advice with anybody. Yeah. Anything I have to say, they Could should me. run away. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> for, at this point right now, yes. That's not true. I can't really give advice about anything. No, no, I can't. Well, well content creating, people will ask me advice about that. Stand up a little bit. But, yeah. I'll, but those are like two I'm like very confident in. Yeah, weirdly, I get a lot of... You know. If you ever read, I never even like have really posted anything anywhere, but if you ever read some of the writing I do, like I tend to be really good with like slower dialogue and people will ask me for advice on that. That's kind of nice. You are good. at You are good at taking your time. My, my, uh, issue that I'm still working on is, uh, I'm going a mile a minute. Sure. Just like my improv teacher told me, yeah, was just to just breathe. Like you, you tend to like need to regurgitate everything you're planning, everything in your head when really just just breathe let it out it's Can a give and take what i got to do the other day yeah because i was so excited sorry this is way off topic i just oh. had an adhd moment um it's okay so i have been at my workplace which i haven't mentioned they put a i did mention it 
I just don't work there. Remember? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I, they put a mirror directly across from where you take a poop. (laughs) And so you're just like confronted with the reality of what's occurring. You just like have to stare at yourself and you're there for like eight and a half to nine hours. So you just have to really like look into your own eyes or like look away very purposefully. (laughs) Yeah. Like you don't have a, Dude, it's such and a weird image. Yeah, I, I've 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 been to a bathroom similar to that, where a mirror right in front of the door, right? Yeah, and and you see like the way you look when you're on the toilet with your pants down and your belly, like yeah, the, well, like, like even when if you're, you have like a small, but it's like there, you're like yeah, yeah, you feel the pout, like you, see, you see the split own, between your belly like, and your and like no matter what, you make faces, like you can't help it. It's a pretty <laughs> wild sensation, so. I wrote an entire piece called The Pooping Mirror. Yeah. It's like a four minute long comedy bit written from the perspective of the mirror watching you poop. <laughs> and I made him like this insane eldritch god. And I played like this crazy music. And I, I brought a little mirror on stage. And I like read the script while the music was playing. And one of my comedy heroes was there. And I got a laugh out of her. And I was like, this is amazing. And it's like one of the pinnacles of my career is now the pooping mirror. And I just think about explaining that to myself 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was like, it's like wanting to slowly take over your life and then eventually feels what it feels like to shit because it's wondered for so long because that's what it's constantly confronted with. (laughs) I've never written something more insane. (laughs) But I poured my heart into it. Are you going to use it on stage for stand-up? Um absolutely okay good well my next thing because i've been telling you about what i'm working on what are you working on long term you have another plan uh coming up? i mean i have my special <laughs> coming out february 24th very excited yeah the tw- uh the 26th is my screening Great. hollywood improv i will send you the link so of invite course. all um you tell you what we'll send mikhail and and <laughs> oh wait i said the names <laughs> we'll send your friends we'll send your friends of me uh tying my shoes <laughs> yes yes tying your shoes and they'll be like okay now that we have your attention here's, here's the link here's to the, the show link. uh I, speaking of which ryan and i got we were accused of gay baiting a lot of times and we were like we they're were never gay, gay baiting. baiting they're just they like attention <laughs> we were never gay baiting. no it wasn't no, but it was the attention no. we were doing, we were, it was for views, like, funny attention, not, like, we're purposely, no, yeah, like, no, because that's gay baiting. No, As your someone, friend, I can say, I don't think you gay bait. I think you give off an energy that's very, like, kind, and people perceive that as gay, which is wild. Y- well, that was the series what Ryan and I wrote, which was, well, I wrote it, but <laughs> Ryan, Ryan was kind of, like, apprehensive at the beginning, but he, we got into it, was, uh, the we're straight men and people think we're gay. Why? And it was like these three, like the joke was toxic masculinity. It was never about, but what made it funny was let's just be over the top. <laughs> Can I admit something so bad? Yeah. Nothing's hotter than toxic masculine people. Nothing's hotter. I'll never compliment them, but it's just a thing. <laughs> it's great. The worse you are, the more I'm like, interesting. That's you think. That's a me thing. That's for a sure. you. That's a hundred percent. You think. Do I, <laughs> Am I am I toxically gay? No, I think you're just a toxic person. <laughs> yeah, because there are girls who are just like that. Am I, I'm a toxic person. You're right. Yeah. Well, no, no. You're attracted to toxicity. I do. Yeah. You're just attracted to that. It's comfortable. I mean, based on the ex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you're you're clearly you know like too that. much. I can't get away with things. Yeah. You are. You just are attracted. It's kind of like when you were very attracted to my little brother, Abdurrahman, and only because he had serial killer eyes. Yeah. He showed me a picture and I was like, that man would murder somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's he out of all my brothers. He's the serious one. He's very like it's intensity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and remember when you told him that via face, he was like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he accepted yeah. it. He accepted it. And he was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he does have serial killer eyes. Yeah, uh, it's actually funny. At the uh, speaking of the special, at the end of it, uh, it's just me and my brothers were all chatting, talking mm-hmm. around, uh, talking, talking shit. But it's it's literally just my three brothers roasting me the whole time. That's but it's great. funny. But at the end, Abdurrahman goes, Ahmed, we don't support your comedy. Uh, if you make if you make it, we we've, we've been supporting you. <laughs> But he was like joking, but also like dead serious. I'm oh like, yeah, yeah. No, they mean it. <laughs> yeah, no, they, but they're not like shy from it. Like no. they're still very supportive in their own way. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh, other things I'm working on. Honestly, um, I I'm retaking ground uh, classes at Groundlings Improv. 
I'm taking basic. I'm going to take intermediate again right after. And then after that, get into advanced mm-hmm. and really like work mm-hmm. hard on it. And then um, after that, uh, yeah, just working on some tours. I'm doing like a full Texas tour in May. That's great. I'm taking Saad with Saad Al Assad. Yeah. Spe- oh, that's a good call. Being of Toxic, you would, you, yeah, you're probably you're into him. <laughs> so, I wouldn't say that. I would say I really think Saad's funny. He's very funny. I think Saad's very funny. He is intense. Sometimes he's intense with me he like, because it's my dumbass. Yeah. But yeah, I want to, I need to get him on the podcast soon. Saad's great. Yeah. And then, uh, What's his name? Uh, sorry, I have Kazim opening for me in Houston, but the other Texas A yeah. side's coming with me. And then in July, I'm doing another Europe tour with Sammy Obeyed. Hell yeah. So those are like some cool plans. I might do, I'll be gone for two weeks in April, or a week and a half in April. Um, I'm going to go to the East Coast. Because right. the, the, there was this little uh, group called Bridges of Yemen. They're like a little small little college group. And they offered me like like a little bit of money, and I'm not gonna sit there and be like, "This is my rate. I want you to pay for my flight." Of course, I'm not gonna do that. No. So I booked a show in New York just so I could do that, so I can make That's enough really money nice. so I can do that. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, well, well I want to be more active in the community, in the Yemeni community. Of you know, um, especially because like um, I need all the Yemeni fans I could get because most of them hate me. So. <laughs> And hey, let me tell you something about my haters. You can hate me all all you want, but you won't hate me as much as I hate myself. Oh, girl. It's like a little caption. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The more you know. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, another thing I'm working on, some sketches here and Great. there. Uh, me and Jonathan, we're going to shoot some sketches soon. Um, yeah, just keep going. Just f- I, I've been really taking it easy. Um, and yeah, we should be wrapping up soon. But yeah, I'm getting better at just taking it easy uh, and That's not... Awesome. Oh, speaking of side, he just FaceTimed me. Nice. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Speak of the devil. Yeah, literally. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, those are all the things. I'm really excited for this special. Um, I yeah. don't expect it to, like, blow up, but it's just... But if it does, that's amazing. If it does, it, it, that's that's amazing. But uh, I'm just happy that I put something out there um, that I'm proud of. And we're going to clip it up. And... The one thing I'm like mentally preparing myself as like, okay, more attention means more, uh, more attention means more like more love, but also more hate, you know, mm-hmm. and just know how to filter that. It's and, tough. And it's all the, it's all the, it's all these practices that I've been like trying to work on, uh, from like loving yourself, uh, not looking like the practice of not looking at social media, really like, you know. The people who love you will come see you at your comedy shows. And the people well, who hate you, they're just, they're just, they're just all talk. What are they going to talk about? How much they don't like me? Cool. cool. Right. I've learned them a specific flavor. So are you. Here's what we'll deal with. Be specific. I like salt and vinegar chips yeah, way more than I like barbecue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some people, like the people. And at the end of the day, they eat chips. They eat chips. Right. Um, speaking of, uh, okay, one more comment because I, I was actually proud of it. Someone just put, like, I was I was just teasing these hijabis that came to my show. And they were awesome. Like, I even said this multiple times. Hijabis are usually my favorite audience members because they're down to laugh. They're easy, go- you know? Yeah, they're there to have fun. They're there to have fun. Yeah. And they don't care. There are some people who get, like, nervous when hijabis come to the show. I always get excited because they're usually down for everything and they look they usually have a dark sense of humor and it's great um and you know i posted a clip about like you know hey we're gonna hear head on jokes and i made some jokes about it and and uh one person goes open-minded western woman really makes you think twice of who they are and i go yeah i know right open-mindedness who would want to be open-minded when you could be closed-minded and spread hate like yeah like what like i just don't understand when religious people they call you open-minded as an insult yeah it makes no sense like when people one time my uncle said that like ahmed you know he's in, he's he's open-minded you're yeah. like yeah why oh no yeah yeah or one That's, time oh sorry my, no you're good when i moved out here someone told me they were like, don't let LA ruin you. It's going to make you think differently. I was like, you mean it's going to expose me to people that I wouldn't have met? Is that the problem? <laughs> I'm going to be like too nice? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abdurrahman jokes about it because he goes, you're in LA and you're coming back with all these new ideas. 
<laughs> but like like the whole open mindedness is like really this is the other one time uh someone put uh commented like i'm unfollowing you you're try you seem to try really hard on being open-minded and i go like quote take open-minded and i responded and you tr seem to try really hard on being annoying yeah <laughs> it's like oh my god like people are fucking stupid they are they're nincompoops they're a bunch imbeciles they're they're faggots <laughs> girl <laughs> I don't like using it as an insult. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I pointed at you and you did the way you said. It. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, are you? I, I'm, did I? No. Are you? Okay, I thought I upset you. I never get a. When do I? When, you, you've seen me offended. Actually, there's a couple times, but it's yeah, always warranted in a good way, though. Oh wait, offended in a good way. That makes no sense. No, I just have my. I know when it's where yeah, it's coming yeah. from a good or bad place. All right, good. Um, just now tell the viewers where they can find you. Um, my Instagram is the best spot to follow me because it's where I'm most active. It's at r y a n o p t o n r y a n o p t o n. Plus my little link in the bio. It'll connect you to the special if you want to see it. Um, I did a podcast called Data Week LA for years with a wonderful comic named Isabel Klein. Highly recommend. That was a fun podcast too. Ahmed has an episode. And then beyond that, you can you can find me in your local alleyways, in the hearts of your <laughs> children that fear me. You can find me in that space in your mind that you don't like to visit. You know, you can find me right behind you. Don't look. Now look. I moved in that time it took for you to look behind you. Okay, that's it. All right, that's a good. <laughs> okay, how did you say that? Um, was I gonna say? Uh, my next stand-up shows uh, February twenty-sixth. If you're in LA, I'll be screening my special at the Hollywood Improv. April twenty-eighth, I'll be in New York. Link coming soon. May fourth, I'll be in Houston. The tickets are available now. May eleventh, I'll be in Austin. May seventeenth, I'll be in San Antonio. May thirty-first through June first, I'll be in. Uh, well, that weekend, I'll be in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm currently working on Dallas, Texas as well. I got to get back onto that. Uh, thank you guys so much. Follow Ryan, uh, and you could also follow me at Ahmed Loves Bread. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, subscribe to YouTube if you're not. If you follow us on Spotify, thank you so much. If you could subscribe on YouTube, that would be great. Uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify. Like us, rate us. You know, let's get the pod out. Um, Thank you so much and have a happy Monday.